I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I hope you are all feeling peace, staying in your body, staying in love, trusting in the sovereignty of love and light, for there is no greater power. Everything is going to be okay. I promise you everything. And we, I've talked about the Great Awakening but we're about to enter the great healing. And that is really what is about to take place, the great healing, where we will be one, but it will take humility, it will take tears, it will take finally letting go of being right to instead stand in the place of being whole and being permission and creating space and holding space for others to come out of the pain and trauma that they're in so that they can be whole as well. I'm so excited for what's about to take place. I'm so excited that you are on the journey of love and light. And speaking of love and light, my guest is coming back today for her second episode, Daniela Sage. This dear sister is such a blessing. I am excited that you're going to listen to this. I felt so blessed after talking to her on this episode and everyone listening, you can listen to what I'm talking about. She's talking about, take it, integrate it into your own, your own life, your own heart, your own mind, and be just grounded in love and light. These aren't euphemisms. These aren't esoteric, um, ethereal, woo woo. These are the most powerful forces, vibrations, and energies that you can attune to. So be in love. I bless you all. My sister, Daniela, thank you for coming back for this episode. And everyone, here we go. Thank you so much for inviting me back and for being the big brother that you are and just expressing so much unconditional love and and really harnessing that divine masculine presence, which is so needed on this planet right now. So women like myself can feel safe and then open up and blossom and share more of our wisdom and gifts freely. It, it is so, first of all, it's an honor and, and it's so beautiful to see the blossoming and the, the masculine, I was going to do a Ted talk and, oh, it's two twenty two right now. This is beautiful. Um, I was going to do a Ted talk, but it got canceled because of, because of uh, the lockdowns and all those things. But the talk was around when men heal the world heals essentially, because I really believe that men are so lost right now on they have an innate desire to conquer and and be seen and known and build and all these things that i think are really like in the core essence of that masculine spirit but when it's wounded it just keeps taking and taking and taking and taking and needing 
the mob or the masses to be around it. And this is true for me and I'll share a story in a sec, but needing a group of people around them to feel safe, which isn't healthy masculinity. Healthy masculinity is to say, I am here. (laughs) Anyone can join or anyone can leave. Mm -hmm. I'm here and I'm on my journey. And um, when we create that space of not needing from anyone, but just being permission for everyone we come in contact with to feel safe, that's when we're like, (sighs) exactly. Yeah. It's, it's really that being that container, right? Yeah. And not necessarily controlling anything, but just being the safe container for the feminine chaos and creativity to fully express itself. Yes. And that could be within two brothers or two women, vice versa, because we all have feminine and masculine energies within us. It's not a gender thing, for sure. Right, right. Even myself, if I'm in a position where I'm in my masculine energy and I'm creating the safe container for you and you're having a breakdown, then you feel safe in my masculine energy to be in your, maybe it's wounded feminine energy to fully express yourself. And we all get to hold space for each other. And I think that it really is coming into that wisdom of knowing that, yes, we all have feminine and masculine energies within us. And the more that we honor and acknowledge that, the more than that we can honor and respect the opposite sex. Yes. Yes. That's beautiful. It's, um, I've wondered how we've forgotten what exploring is. Like, how did humans make it to, how did we go from the East Coast pilgrims to pioneering the great Rocky Mountains to the West Coast? I mean, there was this definite grit inside humanity. And obviously that's just modern history of of 400 years, but humanity has had this self-determination, this, strength this inner knowing this capability and we've lost that somehow but we want to find it again and so i think when you're saying like the masculine creating that safe space it's not exploring new worlds (laughs) so much as it's exploring new parts of us and feeling safe because there's so much inner world that is vast and needs to be tamed or needs to be let loose or needs to be known and discovered Mm -hmm. and yeah whether that's feminine or masculine yeah I think it really comes down to fear and comfort Mm -hmm. and so for example like our ego is designed to keep us safe right so that's why anytime you want to take a leap or do something that scares us our ego our mind chatter or the monkey mind is saying no 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 you're okay as you are just stay right here you know and, and that's where people recognize that we quote unquote self-sabotage ourselves. Um, And so really I always tell people that life in life, there's no right or wrong. There's only exploration. Mm. And I learned this from one of my really good friends, Kevin Walton. And he actually showed me that, that yes, there's no right or wrong. We're just here to explore different levels of consciousness, whether it's more dense consciousness that brings more pain and suffering and sorrow or more higher levels of consciousness that brings more unity, love, and joy. Mm, that's beautiful. And what do you think? Cause there are some people that, um, 
that would use those terms like love, light, joy, like higher consciousness, but seem to also be stuck in this in-between world where they have one foot in the 3D dense and then the one foot in the 5D perhaps. And mm -hmm. what do you think causes that or, or as just an observation? Yeah, it's social conditioning. From the moment we are out of the womb, especially if you're born in a hospital, you're literally put into this little box, right? And then you, you grow up and you go to elementary school, you're in this little box. And now, God bless the children, they're literally in plastic boxes wearing masks. And so society is, is grooming humans to be in this box right and and if you're if you don't fit this box then you're you know you're signaled out and you're different and you're probably bullied for being different right. and so people are really afraid to be themselves because um even as boys they tell boys boys don't cry yeah that's right Girl, girls have to wear this girls play with barbies boys with play with cars yeah. and so it's like this social conditioning where we're not even, a, most of us, we're not even aware of our unconscious programming. And I feel that the more we have profound enlightening experiences where our penile gland and our third eye is opening and blossoming, we get glimpses of true freedom, true unity, true love. However, the unconscious patterns and our ego is still stuck, has the other foot in the other realms. And so it's just deprogramming and unlearning and everybody's doing it at their own pace that's why we can't really judge anybody we just have compassion that's right no that's really beautiful for the pineal gland i was telling um you heard the episode with lauren and i and yes. the pineal gland i didn't really even hear about that until 2020 or, or late 2019 and now i mean i've cut 2020 was such an interesting year where i cut out antiperspirant deodorant and all the aluminum I cut, well, out water, I, I cut out tap water. Um, yeah, like no more Florida at the dentist. Um, none. Yeah. So what, what are some other ways that we can open up our third eye and, and clean the pineal gland? Cause I think if that happens, man, so many beautiful things will take place. Just Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I definitely want to um, acknowledge the fact that there are all of these things, as you mentioned, that are are numbing our third eye and pineal gland. And right now we have a society that is pointing laser guns at our third eye, right? And that is so part of the, the distorted agenda to really cut us off from our spirituality. And so if, you know, if you have a job where you constantly have to get your temperature checked, ask them to check your temperature on your neck or your wrist, not your third eye, not your pineal gland. And you're gonna notice a difference. Um, also drink alkaline water. And so the, the one of the most incredible ways to activate your, your third eye every morning is by waking up, warming up some water, adding some lemon or some lime and drinking that on an empty stomach. That's going to help decalcify your pineal gland and, um, and cleanse out all of the toxins that you release during your sleep. Um, another, as you and I, we share the love for this is plant medicine. Yes. Right? yes. So 
you know, really working with the earth's medicines and, and she helps us connect so many different neurosynapses in our brain that may have been disconnected and, and bring up uh, certain unconscious patterns and shadows. And, and the more that we observe and acknowledge, the more our pineal gland gets activated. And so I actually went on a journey on New Year's Eve with a dear friend and um, it was his first time. And so I, I was constantly, you know, holding space and checking in. I said, what are you, what are you feeling? What are you seeing? And he's like, I just see these layers. And, and I'm like, okay, great. That means that you're removing the different filters mm. from your third eye because so many of us put these filters over our pineal gland, over our third eye, and then we have a very clouded perspective on life. And so once we go into those realms, we're just removing taking off all of the walls, all of the filters, and we're finally clearing up our vision, right? And and 2020 was all about that. It was all about 2020 vision and, and really seeing things from a higher perspective, whether it was good or bad. And as you know, there is no such thing, um, but really getting like clear insight on what's really at hand. Mm, that's beautiful. Hold on, I got an old dog that's wanting to get out of my office. <laughs> so cute. Um, I, yeah, the plant, the plant medicine, um, I can't say enough about the importance of it. And I think it's one thing that people are, people, my observation of like people dabbling into spirituality or, and I don't even like the word spirituality, just soul liberation is what I like to think of all this is like our, our sovereign liberated soul, but they'll do meditation. They'll try yoga. They'll, they'll read some books. They'll listen to some podcasts, but then it's like, Hey, you know, a beautiful opportunity would be to sit in ceremony together. And it's like, Whoa, no. And, and then I'm like, do you realize though, that the aversion that you have to this is an aversion that you carry with you of what other things are you missing out? Because like, Whoa, you know, in the conditioning of whoever the parents or society. Mm -hmm. When we do step into that sacred space, it is heavenly. It's, it's heavenly. Like when I saw you and the, you came in um, this, this journey and I just, you didn't come necessarily physical form or it was just like, wow, you are, I am here to learn with you and from you and you are so street smart. That was a thing. <laughs> and, um, but it was in that journey was I, I had things literally melt and dissolve away that I've been holding. I was crying and it was wild that I was crying because I have not cried on a journey in a very long time. And it wasn't mm -hmm. sobbing. It's just my just tears just pouring down my face because it was time to let go of these things that no longer serve me. And the thing that I saw dissolve was I used to hide in the attic at this home that I lived in. And that was the only place that I was safe. Mm. And I remember how warm the plywood felt on my back. I remember there was like a little light with a chain that you could pull and turn it on. I would sit there in the darkness and I would just listen in the house. And that was my safe space that no one could ever touch me. Yeah. And then I associated Legos that I've been given my son. I've, I've kept my Lego since I was a kid, like perfectly intact ships and all these things. And I've said, I've given it to him, 
but I was like, don't ruin them. Don't even today. I, I'm even practicing. They're like, can we play with your Legos? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Thinking they're no longer mine. And then they're like, can we go upstairs with them? I'm like, well, make sure you keep them all together. You know, like it's still, there's still some tie to that, but I saw all that dissolve away the Legos, that room that doesn't, that's not me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, Oh, I could breathe more deeply afterwards, even right now talking about it. And there is no way my conscious brain could ever bring all that depth and all that innocence and all that timed safe space that is no longer needed today. Mm, to my conscious mind, had I not had this experience with the, the medicine. So that's so beautiful. Yeah, it's it's recognizing that whatever external space or thing in, in those times that made you feel safe is no longer needed because you already have the recognition that you're safe no matter what. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. When, What was your journey into plant medicine and, and your experience in... Did you have a perception of it and, and like, yeah, your whole journey into it? Mm, yeah, I, I began journeying with Mother Aya in 2015. And the first time that I journeyed, I didn't have any visions. I just felt really grounded and really connected to the fire and really connected to my brothers and sisters in the circle. Mm. It was with um, <clears throat> a Colombian Taita. And it was 50 people. So I, I felt a little uncomfortable about the size of the group. And I just felt like, okay, well, I'm really not going to let loose and go far because this guy's not going to look out for me, you know, like I have, and I've always been that warrior. Like I got myself, I got this, you know? So, um, uh, yeah, it was a huge, unveiling because after that and even the the next morning when they were going around and cleansing everybody um i actually spoke about this on the podcast last time and i hope that people didn't i don't think i expressed it clearly enough but basically alcohol is not meant to be ingested it's it's meant to be placed over your aura to cleanse your aura and then the shaman would put it in his mouth not swallow it but spray it from his mouth to the the aura and when i and i was very vain i'm colombian so that's part of our culture we're very vain and i was thinking to my my ego was like oh hell no he's gonna spit in my face oh no i didn't sign up for this shit i get me out of here and i was kind of losing my shit a little bit to be honest i think i was 24 25 and um and i started talking to my friend who was next to me i was like i can't do this like i can't let him spit in my face and because i was talking i got signaled out by the shaman and was told to be quiet and then my ego got another hit because i have you know i'm a very rebellious soul i'm an indigo star seed and so i i don't like authority telling me what to do and i was like oh hell no this is really not happening And it was so beautiful because I got to reflect on that after like, okay, you had this beautiful ceremony for the very first time. You didn't go super deep. You didn't have all these visions. However, the next morning is when the ceremony actually began and you really had to face off with your ego. Mm -hmm. 
And um, of course, I let him do it. He ended up spraying me completely from head to toe with this with this alcohol and cleansing me. And I realized that it was actually for my highest good. It was actually cleansing me. And so I, I definitely didn't go into medicine work as deeply as a lot of my friends have where they're sitting every week or every month. For me, it was more of a, okay, this is medicine. So I'm going to drink it when I'm feeling ill or sick on a soul level, but I'm not going to abuse it um, because I'm, I'm very observant. You know, my background is in psychology and I'm also very psychic and clairvoyant. And I saw how a lot of people who had addictions to alcohol or drugs were replacing one addiction for the other. Mm. And so, yes, I advocate for plant medicine because it has helped me heal so much. And also I ask everyone to be very responsible because it can become another journey of addiction if, if you don't, if you aren't mindful. Right. Yeah. And so if you are feeling good in your life, if you're feeling grounded, if you feel fully integrated like you're, you know, you have made friends with your ego and you have taken full responsibility for your ego. That's something that came through actually yesterday. Um, I heard it in a meditation. Your ego is not your enemy. Your ego is your biggest responsibility, just like a child. And so it's up to us to really guide and, and pave the way for our ego because our ego is always trying to keep us safe and protect us. And then our soul is the one that gets to come in and say, hey, we're already safe. You have nothing to worry about. Like, why don't you sit in the back seat? Here's a cookie. Yeah. And let me, <laughs> let me drive, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of allowing the ego to take the wheel and, and, and call the shots. Right. And so something that, you know, I really just want to share is that plant medicine actually isn't for everybody because not everybody has the capacity to be shown all of their shit. Yeah. They might lose their mind, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's not for them right now. And once they do some more deeper work, they do the yoga, they do the juice fast, they, you know, they journal, do the shadow work, hire a therapist or whatever. And then they, um, arrive at a space where they can harness more. They have more of a capacity to harness more of, of, of life and the universe and the cosmos. Yeah. That way it's not going to be so much of a shock, you know? Yeah. And I always tell people also, you don't go looking for the medicine. The medicine calls That's you awesome. when you're That's, ready for it. That's, That's right. That's really important. Yeah. To mm -hmm. hear the calling versus seeking an adventure or some a trip or, yeah a trip or recreational um yeah because it's gonna work with it's gonna drop the ego and then it's gonna reveal what what you need to work on and some people that are not in that place you're right if not i really if someone asked me like you know what do you think and i said i think everyone should do emotional intelligence work before entering that space but once you have the tools and like the groundedness and, and capacity to not fear fear but look at fear and and understand the tool of it then you can step into that space but like you my very first ayahuasca journey um 
I didn't get like all these big downloads, I, but my, I started walking like a dinosaur um, and my friends and these beautiful, amazing souls said, just let them. So they, I don't know, ceremonies are different, but in this one, you can walk around and keep sharing. I'm just going to turn on the light. Okay. No problem. And, uh, and so they said, whatever the medicine like calls you to and leads you to, um, just go with it. So all of a sudden I started walking and my legs were like, I was just boom, boom, boom. And I felt like I was shooting roots into the earth. And I realized that that was the first time I was actually activating my root chakra because my whole life, it wasn't safe to be on earth. And I didn't, I, I used to tell people, I don't want to be human. I want to be like this ethereal clothing to the Holy spirit. If I would just, just like, <laughs> holiness was like not being human. I thought it was like, this is a great curse to be a human. And once I realized, no, it's the greatest blessing to bring the divine into this human experience. It, it totally, Oh, it just totally changed my whole perspective. And, um, it yeah. was just so beautiful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I love that you share that because it's true. Like once you already have knowledge of self and you know who you are at, at some level, mm-hmm. whenever you go into a plant medicine ceremony and all of these shadows get revealed, you have an anchor point. To say, well, yes, this is this happened, and this is in my subconscious mind. However, this is who I am right now, and it's safe to be here now. And when people go into an ayahuasca ceremony and they haven't done previous work, it's really hard for for them to integrate into the 3D again. And a lot of people struggle for like a couple of months understanding, like whoa, we live in a complete illusion and like everybody has lost their mind. Everybody's brainwashed, like all these things because the third eye is so open. So I really believe that you have to have some sort of anchor in who you are and what you're here to do before you open those portals, Mm. right? Yeah, that's beautiful. And as you're saying that, even um, when I lead men's retreats, I lead a cacao ceremony with the men and I have ceremonial grade cacao. And and that's just pure, what is it? Uh, the paste of the cocoa bean, like pasted down. I mean, there's nothing, it's the cacao plant, whatever it is, but I mean, it's unprocessed to its purest form, but I will get these different ones from like Belize or Tanzania or different ones. And they have a masculine energy or a feminine energy. And so what I'll do is like, we'll do one, one night in the masculine and I'll have like war drums playing like doom 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 and there's a flute like (laughs) these guys are sitting and we're and i'm leading them through a guided meditation as they are sipping the cacao and it's very like this um one cacao it's very masculine energy and it's so beautiful so safe it's like this what is a warrior sitting back around a fire back in the day in darkness there's no electricity just a tent keeping him from the predator and and his enemy, but he goes to sleep and just knowing like, doom, doom, doom. It's just, it was beautiful. So the next night we have this very feminine um, energy cacao and it was expansive and magical and guys are seeing visions and all it is is chocolate, you know, like cacao it's, but it's serotonin flooding the mind and, and allowing. So it yeah, it's the fruit of the a, 
exactly it doesn't have to be a psychedelic it doesn't have to be um psychoactive it, it's just there's so many different plants and ceremony and so healing and yeah and, and people are having profound experiences like psychedelic visions on just pure breath work yes. and kundalini yoga there's there's so like there's no wrong or right. There's diff- there's just explorations. If you want to follow the yogic path and and really tap into your highest self through that, then that's beautiful. If you want to follow the shamanic path and tap into plant medicines, that's beautiful too. Me personally, I'm like you. I didn't travel all of these galaxies and through space and time to not work with the Earth's magical. Right. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. Like. We're, we're here. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to commune with her and her magic. Yes. There's um, a documentary that Paul Stamets did. It is the coolest. It's like, I think it's called magical fungi or fungi. And what they do is they take you below the earth surface surface and all the mycelium, all the, and it looks like a brain network under the earth, right under our crust where we walk every day all the mushrooms on the earth communicate to each other. And it's like the brain synapses of the planet. And it's so cool. And I'm like, yeah, from coming from a place of ego that I had been in for so many years of, I thought I knew everything. And I was very articulate in my knowing specifically in religion and the Bible. And I could assassinate someone uh, verbally with scripture and they'd be like what and i like to all of a sudden oh, Lord. and humbling though of like I know nothing what do I know I mean there's so much more to know and be and just it's such a humbling that I don't need to know I know what I need to know but to walk in love and to walk in light and to have no fear and to create safe space and to celebrate others awakenings and as a birth we celebrate birth if we celebrate the awakening in others and and death and death that's mm-hmm. right yeah i truly believe that a person's strength is in how vulnerable they can get how much they allow themselves to feel because anybody can you know recite a, a book anybody yeah. can learn words but can anybody feel can everybody actually allow themselves to be flooded by their human emotions some people are terrified of that terrified and that's like the most beautiful thing there's it it makes me so emotional to know that people are people haven't cried for years Mm, yeah because they're so afraid to feel the depths of, of of their pain or even their joy like have you ever cried of bliss of happiness yes yes it's <laughs> it's so magical right <laughs> it's, it's, it's for me it was healing like i was so happy and i was just crying like oh and i was aware you're like whoa i'm crying i'm so happy right now <laughs> to me, it's magical it's magical it's so beautiful and so the way that i see it is when we cry our soul is running a marathon and it needs our eyes to sweat Mm. Yeah. That makes me hungry. That's so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And so anybody who is listening to this or watching this, if you have children, let them cry. Let them fully express that and and help them feel safe in doing so. Because 
when we make somebody wrong, especially a child, for being a human being and um, and really allowing our sacred waters to emerge, then we're robbing somebody of their humanity. And we don't want that. We want more integrated children who will come in and truly step in as the world leaders that we require in this new generation because we're in a little bit of trouble right now. (laughs) And it's because they have spent, you know, society has spent a a large amount of energy in and cutting away our personality and putting us in these boxes. And so it's up to us, you know, the, the earth warriors, the earth angels to really come in and empower the children and say, you are beautiful in all of your, all the aspects that you are, whether you are screaming, laughing, or crying, you're beautiful, you're perfect, express yourself just as you are and create from that space. And the authority that children carry is so high. It is so powerful. And that's why the darkness needs to take away their voice because Mm. when a child actually speaks so the whole condition is be quiet, be seen, not heard, or be not be seen nor be heard. Um, but their voices, they're so close to source coming from that space and they're, yeah, yeah, that's really beautiful is empowering them to speak and that when they say yes, it's yes. And when they say no, it's no, and no one can cross their sovereign will. And Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that the reason why so many adults and parents in particular are so quick to silence a child is because children are our biggest teachers and they bring up all of our triggers, whatever we have been hiding or doing our best to suppress a child will come in like a blank empty cosmic mirror and show us exactly what it is that we're ready to face off with. And because so many humans lack emotional intelligence and that that emotional capacity to be able to do that shadow work and not make it about the children but instead make it about themselves and say okay there's something to learn here there's something to process and integrate they go and they take it out on the child and children are here to ask questions they're sponges and it's really up to us to to help help them fully develop all on their own without imposing our beliefs, without imposing our limitations and, you know, the way that we see things and perspectives, because they're way more awakened than we are. We're here to learn from them. You know? Right. It is. um, It's a struggle. It's a challenge for those who, if there's still so much in ego that, what how would i say this <clears throat> i've seen with men at men's retreats that i lead and when these guys come and even for myself i mean i'm speaking from experience that when i was speaking to my children to validate me versus healing myself and really listening to them there's a huge difference in that um me proving that i am the father the authority or me creating such a safe environment that they can be and say and do and act however in 
because all the children, this is what I really believe. Children are just proving what love is. I'm going to act. Do you still love me? I'm going to act. Are you still love me? I'm going to act. Do you still love me? And they are, I love this term. Lauren was saying the terms and conditions. They're learning the terms and conditions. And our job is to do the healing as adults to realize there are no terms and conditions. This is unconditional and that they are loved no matter what they say, what they do, how they act, what soul choices they made in this earth, like they're loved and they can always mm-hmm. come back and we'll always embrace. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. 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 And in children, children will, they are the essence of that feminine chaos that just wants to push and explore and like, yeah. What else can I do? Like, I love watching mothers with like their, their two-year-olds because their two-year-olds are just like one moment they're like smiling. And then the other moment they're like running away from them, like into the street. And it's because they get a thrill from, from seeing how to push everyone's buttons. Yes. So make it a game, make it playful. And, and, and children really do love authority on some level. Yes. Yes. Because because okay for example like when I was a child I I was you know I could really see what was going on and I could read people's minds and all of the things and so I knew who to trust based on who was in command of their own energy right and so some adult that was telling me you can't do this you can't do that la 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 I would kind of laugh and be like okay watch me you know, like that, that's like my indigo nature. Like, okay, you tell me I can do, watch me. I will do it. And then, and then another adult who would say something along the lines of you're free to express yourself. This is going to get you hurt. This is where you can go. That would make me, that would make me, that's what would make me feel safe to really express myself. You know, and I would put on shows and dance in front of my family and all all of these things. So then there's a difference between clipping a child's wings in order to keep them safe and telling them these are the parameters and where you can fly, where you will be safe. Because if you do go out there, then there's a high chance that you would get hurt. That's that's so beautiful. That's boundaries. Boundaries create freedom. Yeah. You know, that's the term. um, Fences make good neighbors um, because, well, but boundaries, <laughs> freedom, you know, and uh, no, that's really beautiful. Um, I, I want more people to follow and support you and listen to you. And um, what, what's next? What, what are you doing next? Like, I feel like every okay. post, do you, you spend a lot of time in design you do. I just love everything you're doing. So what else are you up to? You're creating and. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I definitely put a lot of time and energy into putting out um, content on Instagram. So you can follow me on Instagram at light codes, mm-hmm. because I really feel that I'm here to help people download the codes of light and that is with also embracing the shadow and integrating it and not spiritually bypassing any aspect. Um, because like you and I were talking before the light and the darkness work together to help us evolve. Um, so you can follow me through there or go on my website, lightcodeswellness.com, and you can book a private session with me. 
Um, me basically you just get on Zoom and I become an empty mirror. Whatever you express to me, I can mirror back to you. Your angels and guides will more than likely share perspectives that I will share with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you'll receive some codes that will help you integrate and, and really align with your highest um, ascension timeline and highest self. Um, and right now we're on day five of the 28 days of Light Codes Challenge. And it's been so profound. I've been getting so much positive, beautiful feedback from over 50 people who signed up, um, which is really, it's so humbling and, and so beautiful because this is my first time I ever create an online offering. Um, and so thank you to everyone who has signed up. Thank you to all of you space cadets and consciousness pioneers who, have, who are going on this journey with me. Um, the enrollments are closed for that. So if you'd like to join the next time it opens, it's more than likely going to be in March for, you know, the spring, which is new beginnings as well. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. And yeah, I'm really excited to continue expressing more of my voice. This is my second podcast ever. So So cool. Thank you so much for, for opening this invitation to me to, to share and, and express it's something that has been wanting to come out of me for many years. But I guess the my past life traumas of being, you know, burned at the stake and, and tortured for speaking and, and being different um, got me into a lot of trouble. And so I've suppressed my my voice for a really long time and and 2020 was that year that just really said if you don't do this you're going to regret it the rest of your life and you know the universe really showed me like you're being selfish keeping all of these messages to yourself and it's time for you to openly share them so this is my blossoming this is my unfolding i i finally feel safe to do so and and to shine my light brighter and I'm just really grateful for all of the beautiful souls who are supporting me in, in this blossoming and in my journey, because it really is just the beginning. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. You're beautiful. I'm so thankful for you. Thank you. Do you play the guitar? <laughs> I, I'm trying to learn a little bit. I see you playing. In my altar. Playing. Um, just keep going. I just love, I just love you and, and support you and thank you. Thank you for, thank you. Thank you for showing me the gene keys. Thank you for <laughs> shining brightly and um, your oh, we never even We never even spoke at the, about the Magdalene Maddie script. Oh yeah. I'm reading that right now. That's also beautiful. Oh my gosh. There's so many things. That was another <laughs> thing that came through that. That is what I have a lot to learn from you at the journey. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> that can be oh, another podcast. That be, yeah, that'll be, that'll be our third. That'll be beautiful. <laughs> I'll read a little bit more. I'm like, I don't know, 20 pages in or, or so, but it's so, like, so beautiful. And oh also, my God. wait, a- can I ask you something? Yeah. Have you read the part where Magdalene says the church is a whore? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, it's so fascinating. Revelation calls uh, come out of the great whore of Babylon and that is, that is the church. And then all every Protestant denomination is a break away of, I mean, it just. I'm so excited to dive deep into oh this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't wait. And, and, um, 
and it's interesting like her that that book and that guy lives um the guy who channeled that lives yeah and and lives uh in state of washington or supposedly i'm like there's a lot of and he lives on one of the islands in the puget sound and there's so many people out there that are incredible living on these islands like away from the kinetic energy of of seattle area but um that book also aligns a lot to like dolores cannon stuff and it's just so beautiful it's like man Mm, yeah yeah oh it's beautiful i i love you good job thank you for everything you're doing awesome and everyone please go follow daniela and just do yourself a favor and and follow her content and sis i can't wait for number three oh so grateful for you brother thank you thank you thank you you. really honored to be walking this path with you once again in this lifetime and just i'm so excited for what's to come And this time we live. And this time we live. Yes. And we thrive. Yes. 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 Sister, thank you. I love you so much. I'm so honored to walk with you and um, everyone listening. I bless you all. Just keep going. Just stay grounded. Do the breath work. Place your hands on your heart. Close your energy loop, ground into the ground, put your feet under the ground and ground and receive the energy and be present for everything you're about to witness must come to pass. Every lie must be exposed. Truth is the only thing that will make us free. And it is time for our freedom. I bless you all. I'm Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution. And I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.